Pamela Brown is the author of the Power Up Life Boss Journal for Intentional Living. Life Boss is the attitude of an individual who takes ownership and responsibility of their life in every aspect, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Pamela encourages you to look no further. The power is in you. You got this. Michelle Morrissey is the owner of Lucidity Communication Consultants. She is passionate about helping her coaching clients and workshop participants uncover and navigate complex interpersonal dynamics. She believes we must go below surface communication to connect and influence beneath the layers. Pamela and Michelle have brought their years of friendship and experience in human services, mental health, and communication sciences and disorders to bring you the mind grind. to today's segment of the mind grind with Pamela that's me and this is Michelle and today's topic we're going to be talking about the power of goals and goal setting what do you think about that Michelle and we talked about anxiety we talk about focus Mm -hmm. goals are so crucial because when we formulate goals we're usually thinking about or using our thinking part of the brain. That's what I wanted to say. Mm. And what gets us distracted is typically those impulses and things that kind of ignite the feeling part of the brain, right? So it is so, it's almost like goals are the adult in the room. And they tell the kid in the room that wants to lose focus. Nope, this is where we're headed. This is what we're going to do. So goals are crucial. Because without goals, we just end up going from pillar to post. We end up uh, possibly being wayward on the way. Mm -hmm. But what I want out of life in a month is going to govern what I do today. And like even this podcast is an example of that. Absolutely. It was a goal to release the podcast by a certain date. So we had actions that had to line up to bring that to pass. So... You really, I don't think, can accomplish much um, that is impactful and sizable without goals. You're you're on target. Have you heard people talking about I'm chasing my dreams? Mm Mm-hmm. Chasing my dreams, but without goals. How Mm -hmm. how do you achieve those dreams? How do you make the dreams become reality without Mm -hmm. goals? How how do you do that? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I have... I have no, I have no idea. I mean, it sounds good. Um, discipline is hard. Discipline is hard. Right we talked about, about no and no not feeling good. We don't like to tell ourselves no. We don't like to tell ourselves no. But as I mentioned in a previous episode, you have to think about the consequences of your actions if you don't discipline yourself. Exactly. Exactly. You're right. And when I think about goals, I'll tell you what helps me is what you were talking about earlier, though, just helping me to stay focused, Mm -hmm. focused on whatever it is that I'm set out to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And also, I think that we have to be mindful that 
if you just keep dreaming it without having some goals to align with you, it's just going to stay a dream. Mm -hmm. But when you can match those dreams up with goals and then follow those goals up with action steps, right? That makes um, room for outcomes. Mm -hmm. what, do you, what do you think? Yeah, and goals are so important for self-motivation. If you wait to celebrate when the thing comes to pass, you can get weary. You can get demoted. Um, yeah, you can be demotivated mm -hmm. um, versus setting those stair-step goals. And if I accomplish one, I'm feeling good about myself. Yes. Look, I even say even God said it is good. And when he reached his goal, he said it is very good. Absolutely. Right? So he had to lay that plan out. Again, step one, step two. And sometimes I have to remind my kids of that. Like, feel good along the way. I get it. This is not the end goal, but it takes accomplishing this yes. to get to that. So do you keep those goals in your head or do you write them down? Like, how do you maintain and keep track of what's going on when you're goal setting? Well, aside from the age that goes along with this gray hair, <laughs> just keeping it in my head does not work for me. There's something about writing something down. Um, and science tells us that it literally frees space up out of your mind. So when you write things down and you have it in front of you, number one, it's another mode of input. Yes. Right. And paper and pencil never forgets. But that information that's being held in our head, um, sometimes it can get interrupted by distractions, by you know, other things that can happen by the phone ringing or whatever it is. Absolutely. Right? So it kind of helps us maximize the day. I don't know about you, but uh, I feel like a day has been a good day when I can look and see I've set out a reasonable majority of the things that I, that I've, you know, that I have uh, intended to do. So that's yes. for me, that is a part of, um, it's a part of self-esteem. It feels good. Successful I, I, or being successful or in success, I feel like is a good addiction. You know, once you've been successful at something, you want to do that again or something else again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And it's something about, like you mentioned, celebrating yourself, mm -hmm. you know, along the way. Like, for example, when I'm writing that, because the goal, remember, is the big picture. Mm -hmm. it's the, you know, it's the macro. Mm -hmm. But it's those action steps, mm -hmm. you know, those objectives that you're taking. So I have found what helps to motivate me is like, especially when I'm writing my goals and those objectives, if I put a check mark each time I've accomplished something or mm -hmm. I'll highlight to say that. And then I pat my own self on the back. Girl, I don't wait for somebody else to, to come and applaud me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think it's really important when you have those lists and you see those items that don't get off your list. Well, that is a that is an invitation to reflect. Are there barriers that I need to address? Am I avoiding this for some reason that I'm really not admitting to? Like, why is this thing not getting done? When we keep goals in our head, we typically repress or just push those things down and forget about them. But we both know whatever you avoid typically grows. You're right. right. But you can't avoid, as I said, paper and pencil uh, does not forget. You can't avoid it when it's right in front of your face. No, no. What and, about that thing like, like smart goals? Remember, you know, that the model about smart. Mm -hmm. Do you agree with that? Does that work? I feel like it does. Um, 
just because there needs to be some standard or measure about uh, how you approach the goal. Mm. So to make sure that they're measurable and achievable. Yeah. Right? You talked about chasing the dream and just to have this global goal out there. I want to be worldwide. I want to impact the nations. Again, you say, how are you going to do that? Those small steps are those daily achievable behaviors and actions right. that lead up to the big thing. So yeah, I think smart goals, they work. I I agree. I mean, really, they and they help to keep you rooted and grounded, mm-hmm. right? Like you're saying, you know, if I go out there and say, well, I'm, I'm going to be a billionaire next year, mm-hmm. right? Okay, that's nice. That's a nice goal. That's a nice goal. But I really have to look at myself and who I am and what my resources are and what my capabilities are to say, okay, so if I'm going to be a billionaire, what is it going to take for Pam to be that billionaire? What am I going to have to do? Who am I going to have to connect with? What resources am I going to need to make it there? Mm-hmm. And to be also, it's not going to happen overnight. So mm-hmm. that T and smart, the, the time, mm-hmm. right? And how much time it's going to take. So I think that's key for people. And also another thing, don't beat yourself up. Oh. If it doesn't go the way that you thought it was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Should, should have, should look like. I try to use the word should really selectively. And you you sparked a a thought in those big goals when you talk about, hey, I'm going to be a a billionaire. For me, it's important to be well acquainted with my values. Yeah. Because when you are aware of your values, again, that is going to determine what you say yes to, what you say no to. That is kind of a record of what do I feel is important. And when you find yourself in lanes when you're doing things that are not consistent with your values, that's when you need to have some accountability to self. You may need to say no to some things. Mm -hmm. So I think Mm -hmm. that some of that pre-work some internal work of knowing what your values are and being, again, being accountable to them uh, is really important. I have a young, a uh, young lady I work with and part of the work we're doing is her evaluating her friendships. And, oh, wow. and we did a list of values and she documented what was really important to her and said, Hey, that friendship, do you see these things, cooperation, reciprocity, you know, uh, just different values? Do you see it there? Okay, then ask yourself, why Why are you continuing in this? And I think that if we learn how to do that young, yeah. we would save ourselves a lot of time. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're, you're on it. You are so on point. And again, you know, with goals, let me tell you something else I had to learn. You don't have to make like your New Year's resolutions. I gave those up about 500 years ago mm-hmm. because December 31st, <laughs> I don't do this. I'm going to do this and that and this and yeah. that. And by the end of January, I'm, I'm starting to jump off the track. So I've learned to set goals throughout mm-hmm. the year, not to wait to, you know, a formal time, mm-hmm. but really to keep my, keep my goals going. Keep them, keep them growing all the time. You don't have to wait till a certain time, mm-hmm. but really, and then revisiting them. Yeah. You know, that's another thing. You got to revisit your goals. Well, 
we've learned that rituals can be empty, right? So even a lot of us who have uh, examined how we practice our faith, um, have thought about the role of empty rituals, right? Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing with New Year's resolutions. Yeah, yeah. You're doing it because it's a societal thing to do, but really without reflection of what your values are and whether or not they're aligned with your values. Right. And they're typically aligned with things that, um, again, that are popular, That's what's important to society, but what is important to you? And when we get rooted in what's important to us, that dictates where we should go in society. Right. Right. So it's a thing of, um, as they say, you know, your income is reflected of the income of, I think they said five people around you. I don't know if that's Mm. how true that is or if that's still the case, but it doesn't just have to be monetary. It can also be mindset. Right. Um, so if you are not connected to people who are also going in a forward direction, you're more likely to be distracted. You're more likely to be distracted. We are created to influence and to be influenced. Mm -hmm. We all like to think that our mind is this fortress that, you know, it's impenetrable and I'm my own person. No, we're created for oneness. We're created for oneness. We're created to be connected. And we are influenced by wherever, again, we show up, we reside, we hang out. And that doesn't have to mean an actual person. That can also be the television we watch. Right. Right? Because that ends up being a one-way communication. Mm -hmm. At least with you, Pam, if you say (laughs) something that's off the wall or I say something off the wall, we can have a conversation about it. Right. But this one-way communication from the media, you're just getting fed, 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 fed. And most of our thought life is below the level of consciousness. Mm. Right? Um, and I have this, one of my favorite nerd stats is every second, 10,999,960 bits of information Uh-oh. flows through your subconscious. Below your level of awareness. So that is, um, could be the tree blowing outside. I'm picking up information from everywhere. Only 40 bits of information flows through our conscious mind. Your your conscious mental space is limited. That subconscious is vast, right? So we have to choose wisely. We talked another time about being intentional with conversations. We have to choose the conversations we have. We're not talking about isolation. We're talking about the limited time that we have to do things within the realm of time of that SMART goal. Mm -hmm. If I spend my time talking about something, and when I say doesn't matter, it's not a a judgment, but is it going to help me get where I want to go? Is it still relevant? Is it still relevant? And what is this going to do for me for my end game uh, and whatever your measure is, how is this going to impact me a year from now, five years from now? Right. But it's just like living that conscious life. You're right. Because what I hear you saying is that by applying some of those practices and those principles that it adds substance mm-hmm. to the goals, right? Um, it adds relevance to the goals. They become more realistic and doable and when you mentioned as far as being more, even simplistic, mm-hmm. you know, when I talked about the goal of being, you know, a billionaire, mm-hmm. but how does that really 
what does that mean to me? Does mm-hmm. that mean I'll be able to have more things? Mm-hmm. Or does it mean that I'll be able to have more purpose and passion mm-hmm. to volunteer more, to give more? You know, what's the meaningfulness as well that's associated with those goals? So I, I think not just having the goals and the actions, but again, you know, what's what's the substance? Because I can set goals, but is it going to make me feel good? Mm-hmm. Um, is it important? And again, is it is it relevant? So right. I'm hearing I'm hearing you say that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it goes back to that whole thing of what are your values? And your values, and your values. So I think that's hugely important. So when we talk about smart goals and goal setting, again, you have that finish line that may be sometime out, but we have to make sure that each and every day that we are making decisions and choices that line up with that. It doesn't mean that we have to be so rigid that we can't look to the left or to the right when there are um, demands on us as being responsible to other people or connected to other people. Life happens, right? right? And we have to be available for folks we love. But I'm talking about the totally unnecessary stuff. You're, you're absolutely right. And those the SMART goals, you know, if we talk about what does that acronym really mean, you know, mm-hmm. the S being specific and what those goals are, and then the M, is it measurable? Can I, you know, what does that mean? How many, how many, the frequency, the measurements, as well as the A, is it achievable? Is mm-hmm. it attainable? And R, is it realistic? Mm-hmm. You know, is that something that can really happen? It's realistic. And then the T, what's the T, Michelle? Time. 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 Mm-hmm. Time. Putting, you know, a timeline to it, some deadlines. So just don't throw it out there in what I call the abyss mm-hmm. of whatever, mm-hmm. but associating a time from if it's a month, three months, a quarter, a year, whatever. But again, that helps you to stay focused, what I heard you talk about a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Staying focused so that it guides you to reach that goal. No use in setting goals and you're not going to reach them. Yeah. You know, I know you and I both talk about uh, self-awareness a lot. And you have to know yourself. You have to. Most of us have strengths and weaknesses. I think God put all my firing neurons in language. Like that whole spatial relationships thing, please do not ever take my GPS away from me <laughs> because I'm in trouble. So you have to know your strengths and your weaknesses you and make sure that you accommodate for them. Um, I've had clients who, again, that whole estimation of time. And um, this individual was running a team. And the de- there was a deadline where she had to report to the state. Say, okay, well, you have to do it, let's say, April. April 1st. When are you going to ask your, your uh, team for their final reports? May 23rd. And so we started from April 1st and kind of reverse engineered. Gotcha. Like, think about whether or not they give you or meet expectations the first time. So you're going to need time for you to review Give it back to them, and they give it back to you. It's that whole thing of mm-hmm. slowing that tape down and thinking about everything that can happen. Start from that deadline and back up, back up, back yes. up. And what you thought was just going to be a week-long process, 
maybe that timeline goes from, hey, I need to ask them for their reports on March 1st. Right. So, right. So it's really important to know whether or not you mentally log time. Do you typically overestimate time? Um, so whatever you do, you should automatically log in about, excuse me, or calculate about 40% or something like that, kind of as a buffer for number one, for that task to take longer than you expected. Right. And the other thing is for the unexpected to happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's happened to me too many times. Yes. I've written a paper, mm-hmm. went to go print it out. Bam. No ink. You're bad. Run out of paper. <laughs> Thunderstorm. Electricity goes out. And the papers do the next day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're right about, you know, adding that cushion, that buffer of time for the glitches that, again, that might not be in your control. Mm-hmm. You know, staple closes at nine o'clock. The printer decides to go crazy at 10 o'clock. I'm mm-hmm. out. So I got to wait till the next day, you know. So planning. And then that causes what? Anxiety. anxiety because now you want to you know c- try to figure out what am I going to say to my teacher about this late paper knowing I have no business right with this paper being late then that can cause feelings of shame absolutely or embarrassment so it's a it's a trickle trickle down effect mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. absolutely so um what are some of your top tips about time management and saying no to distraction and staying focused so we can be yeah yeah that's the that's a big thing for me staying focused Mm -hmm. staying focused um again setting the goal associating the time what you know it's going to take to achieve that goal what are those action steps that i'm going to need and then bringing my attention to that. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes that means I can't do certain things, go certain places because I got to, again, I got to stay focused, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. to me, it might mean I might have to get up a little earlier. So here mm-hmm. goes that time management piece. Um, but those it's just some of the realistic things that it's going to take for Pam to get things done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same thing. I have to, um, write things down. Like I said, yes, that too. Um, add in that buffer time. And if you know that you're one to misplace keys, you got to add in that time to find your keys. Again, this, this is the same young lady, same client. We needed to extend the time of our session. So I said, okay, do you have time to extend it up until about 1145? And she said, no, I'll be fine. Um, I just have a hair appointment at 12. I said, okay, let's reverse engineers. How far is it away? And she said, oh, it's about 10 minutes away. I said, okay. So let's start at 12 o'clock and let's scale it back to that 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. I said, do you know where your keys are right now? No. Let's scale it back another five minutes to look for your keys. And, you know, she also um, lived with her mom. Said, okay, well, you know, you need to check in with your mom, see if she needs anything. That was a part of their household ritual. Scale that back another, you know, 10 minutes because you don't know what that conversation is going to be like. And I was like, and it's going to take you time to walk to your car and walk in there. So that's another five minutes. So what she thought she had time to do, she really didn't have time to do. So when we stop and think about everything that needs to happen in the moment, um, we can be more assertive and yeah. more clear 
about limits. So her yes to me turned into a no. Mm-hmm. Say, see, because once again, what's the trickle effect? She would have showed up at the hairdresser late and then knowing her personality, she'd have felt, we talked about being a little ashamed, yeah. being embarrassed. I was like, now you can't even enjoy your hair appointment because right. you are worrying about what your hairdresser is thinking or how she's feeling about you being, um, about your being late. Right. And then that might trigger anxiety. So it's just how knowing how to manage space, people, objects, and time at all times. And that's why it's so important to set those goals. Set those goals, set those boundaries. I love you, but I don't have time right now. Mm. And you let, especially if you have to tell somebody no, you're, you care. You know, you right. care about, let them know when you will be able to get back to them. Let people know that they're important. So we're not talking about, again, being so rigid and right. laser focused that, you know, you don't have time for folks. And there's so much power in no. You know, you don't know how that might influence somebody else. That they mm-hmm. might learn as well how to say no. Mm-hmm. So it's not just a no for you, mm-hmm. but it might be empowering someone else or encouraging someone else or influencing them. She said no, and I can respect that. Mm-hmm. And maybe I need to start saying no more often. Because mm-hmm. so. people who cannot say no attract people who know that they don't say no. You're right. And they get that person to do their bidding. That's a whole nother show. Another show. <laughs> another show, another segment. <laughs> another show, another segment. So thank you so much for hanging around with uh, Pamela and Michelle in this episode of The Mind Grind. Remember to just be a good steward over space, time, yes. objects, and people. Set those goals. Set your goals. Set your goals so you can be at ease and you can show up confidently. Mm-hmm. And once you take care of the little things, your mind can stay on the grind. The mind grind. The mind grind.